0: a golden god! When I look out my window Many sights to see
1: life. I am one of your co-hosts, Brian Kuyper.
2: And I'm your other co-host, Michelle Egan
1: And it is spooky season. We are recording this right before the beginning of October here and very excited to give you this bonus episode that we're calling That Spooky Season Feeling. We each have lists of a group of movies that You may know, you may not know that capture something of the essence of the season doesn't necessarily have to take place on Halloween, but maybe it has Mm -hmm. a fall vibe or there's, you know, like withered trees or masks or cold weather or that sort of fall feeling, I guess. It doesn't even need to be a horror movie either.
2: Yeah. A lot of mine are just like the setting, too. Sure. Or just what the movie is about just gives me a feeling of the season. Yeah. Some of them do actually mention Halloween Mm -hmm. or take place on Halloween, but Halloween is just kind of... The whole point of this list is that it's not the central thing. It's not like watching Halloween or Trick or Treat or something like that.
1: Okay. So I... That's what we're going with. That's what we're going with. I got to admit that I really, really nerded out on my list. Yes, you did. (laughs) <laughs> I got super excited. At first, it was like, "Oh, what are the Halloween traditional things that you visit all the?" Th-? And I don't. I, I don't I don't the only
2: I don't either. The,
1: the one thing that I do, just about every Halloween uh, that has to do with media, isn't even a movie. I watch as many of the Simpsons Halloween specials as I can. Of course. Every year. Of you do. <laughs> now, I usually get through the first, like, six or seven, because those are my favorite. Uh, those are the ones I really, really like. Especially three, four, and five are, like, the best episodes of the Simpsons Halloween ever. And uh, my kids will sit and watch them with me, because they love them, too. So, that's the Halloween media tradition I have, but... There are a lot of movies I've come to, a lot of them just within the past few years, that I like to watch that'll give sort of the vibe of the season.
2: If I have the the day off, if I have some time to actually like be immersed in Halloween for the day, like on the day of Halloween, I do typically like to start out the day watching halloween not carpenter's halloween sure and it, it's my favorite thing to do is just like to turn the volume up really loud at the yep. beginning just i was like boop that boop just boop sets boop 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 the mood boop 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 for the whole day yep. yeah so i usually if i'm watching stuff on halloween i will watch halloween and trick-or-treat pretty much because those are okay. the ones that kind of mostly give me the vibe and then like usually around the t- maybe the night before i will watch one That's on my list. That's become a new favorite. There you go. That is not about Halloween at all. But yeah, that's what kind of gave me the idea for doing this list was this movie. Because it's not Halloween at all, but it just gives me that feeling of that spooky vibe feeling and just kind of gets me itching to, to watch more stuff like it. Yeah. And some of these are fun. So I went with like some fun ones. I tried to do the thing you did, like not do ghosts Mm because we're talking a lot about ghosts this year, this year for our Halloween stuff, but there is one, but it's not really it. You'll see. Yeah. You see, when you hear my pick, it's not related. Really the... <laughs>
1: there was one ghost movie I had on here for a minute, and then I said, nah, I'm going to move that one over to the actual, what we talk about. Because we're talking yeah. about doing a, another bonus episode toward the end of the month, specifically about ghost movies. Yeah, and, ones that we
2: didn't get to do, like, yeah. full episodes. Yeah. On. Yeah.
1: Um, so, I really nerded out. And so, I chose one movie and one alternate pick from every decade. God. From the twenties, <laughs> the night for the over the last hundred years. Okay, so yeah. from the nineteen oh twenties all the way it? through the twenty twenties. Yeah. So wow. the only one I only have one pick for is the nineties, but apparently you have several picks for the nineties.
2: I've got us covered there. Okay. Yeah.
1: So what we're gonna do, so we don't double up, I'm gonna ask you, decade by decade, do you have a pick from this decade? And if you do, I'm gonna let you go for it. <laughs> because I have an alternate if you pick the same one as me then we won't double up is is that a fair way to go about this maybe
2: well yeah but, but
1: <laughs> I know you. but here's the thing you're gonna. here's the I'm thing most if of you mine say, are from the 80s
2: and 90s. I, I know but if
1: you say I do not have a pick from the 30s I'll say yeah. okay I'm gonna pick one from the 30s here's my movie from the 30s and you'll say okay here's mine from the 80s or whatever okay. to go with that does that make sense Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how this goes. This could be interesting. <laughs> it
2: might just be all over the place. Yeah, it could be. That's fine. It could be. That's fine. So that's fine.
1: Come with us back a hundred years, right? <laughs> now, what's funny is a hundred years ago, Halloween wasn't the big thing in America that it is now. It, it it was around, but it wasn't like it is now. It wasn't really till the fifties that. Halloween as a thing really took off right so some of these early ones are I don't know I took just again that vibe that idea and and threw it in here so do you have something from the 20s
2: yes I do <laughs> I know
1: okay go ahead <laughs> that that was a loaded question because I already knew the answer to that one. yeah because you're, you're in, already, this, is the, this, this, this is the this is the one that I know that's on your list and I did not pick it on purpose yeah, you've well, because you've only seen so many movies from the twenties.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, hey, well, no, well, it was one me of the too, first but... one I thought of. Just as something, uh, yeah, a little bit different, a little bit fun. I don't know exactly which. What do you have the year exactly?
1: Uh, it's nineteen twenty one, I believe. Twenty one. Okay, that's yeah. I was thinking.
2: Um, it was the first Buster Keaton short that I watched, and I don't actually remember it all that much now because I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. But I remember really really super loving it the haunted house
1: and that's a great pick <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so funny it's cute it's not i mean it's it's got a halloween vibe to it because i mean they go in they have the dancing skeletons they've got ghosts yeah. and things like that inside the haunted house um, is that
2: really haunted right it's dressed up but it's got all that fun buster keaton stuff mm-hmm. of him just like going up like the secret doorways and going like, up through the floor and everything is just, uh, I love that. And it's got one of my favorite gags in it. Um, there's two people, dre- he's in the hallway and there's two people dressed up as ghosts that keep like, you know, going you know past the hallway, like, you know, from one room to another. And there's one part where he motion, like he's directing traffic with a ghost. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's just one of my favorite gags. Cause I was like, that's just, that's brilliant. And so cute. Uh, That's what I remember the most from it. (laughs) Remember what the story (laughs) really was. The thing is, there's not really (laughs) much of a story. Okay, (laughs) good.
1: And here's the thing: you never forget your first Keaton. Yeah, it's it's just like wow that the guy. When you suddenly go, oh my gosh, how have I not experienced this before? This is that was exactly utterly brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of, I think Buster Keaton's one of those ones that I've been nudging you to give a try to. And then it came on Criterion. I said, yeah, now's your chance. You got to give these a try because they're great. And they're I think brilliant. you'll really love them. There's such a great gateway into silent film, too.
2: Absolutely. Even if you think it might be difficult for you to watch a silent film, you know, because after... Mm-hmm your whole life just watching regular movies that seems like maybe kind of a challenge like you really have to especially if you have a hard time like focusing like i do sometimes on on watching something uh keeping your attention you don't have you have all these distractions around you um with somebody like buster keaton not an issue at all like he really he sucks you in yeah just the talent. I don't know. I can't even really describe sure. it. It's just, it's so good. Well, in the short
1: films are such a way to go too, cause they're 20 minutes. I mean, just a bite mm-hmm. sized piece where you get just this streamlined story that it does not stop. It does not slow down. There's not a lot of downtime in those movies in those two reelers that he did. And mm-hmm. you just, they're just a blast. They're just a blast.
2: I watched like maybe five a night, mm-hmm. <laughs> like two nights in a row. Yeah. It was easy to get through them. Yeah. But the Haunted House is that was my first, and yeah, it's it's a it's a good one, maybe to to get you started for your uh, your spooky season watching. I would say.
1: There you go. So I had to pick from the twenties. I'm glad you picked the Haunted House. I put that on my list as a possibility, but I had a feeling maybe you would bring it up. <laughs> so instead, I went with Lon Chaney. You know, of course, yeah. the great horror actor of the silent era. And, uh, you know, Lon Chaney Sr., of course. And the one I picked is um, coming out on Criterion uh, for the first time on Blu-ray this month. And it is The Unknown from 1927, uh, directed by Todd Browning. It's only 50 minutes. It's a great circus horror film about... The
2: meaning to watch that. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's really great. Lon Chaney plays a criminal. Um, who hides in a circus and he pretends and he's in love with this woman played by Joan Crawford, who has like this traumatic f- thing in her life where she hates hands. So, so he pretends that he has no arms. He, he sets himself up where he, he learns how to throw knives with his feet and things like that. I, I don't want to spoil it, but it's such a cool movie. It's such a cool setup. Um, like I said, it's only 50 minutes and the circus horror movies of Todd Browning are the best because he really knew that world. So that and freaks just great freaks would be, I didn't yeah. put it on my list, but freaks would be another great kind of Halloween ish movie. Cause it's got that rainy sequence at the end. That's and true. Stuff. Yeah. It would be so great. Um, then thinking Lon Chaney and masks, my alternate was his Phantom of the Opera, The Opera, of course, which is his fame, his most famous role. And revisiting it, it's it's a terrific movie. It's got this great masquerade sequence right in the middle that's in color. It's in two-strip technicolor. Um, that is still really cool. The unmasking scene still holds up. So, a couple of uh, Lon Chaney silence from the 20s. Nice. Okay. Do you got anything from the 30s?
2: I do not. Okay. So, no. how
1: about choose something that, anything, anything. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the one that we've already talked about, but I could not leave it off the list. And I have visual aids here just for Brian, so sorry for anybody listening. Okay. Um, Because, I mean, this is just uh, (laughs) practical magic. Um, (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. From 1998. We already did a whole episode on this, so you already know pretty much why I I picked it for that. That episode that we did was specifically, like, not quite Halloween movies, too. But I mean, just the whole the the setting of the small town vibe kind of it kind of has like a hocus pocus um, small town like New England seaside coastal vibe that I just absolutely love. It's I don't know what exactly what the time of the year is there. It kind of feels like fall a little bit Mm kind of feels like Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a crisp uh, air thing going on. And just I mean, the witchy vibes, of course. are are perfect i love you know nicole kidman and sandra bullock are like two of my favorites so them together just being like uh, goals (laughs) for yeah (laughs) and just about every part of them the house i freaking love the house Mm -hmm. and that movie so much i would move in there tomorrow i mean mean, there's there's magic and spells and and potion making and it's very halloweeny throughout like you definitely get that mm-hmm. uh, that vibe even though it's not really Halloween until the very, very last yet. scene yeah so there you go
1: I find it impossible to dislike a movie that a is shot in my home has state Mi- has Nicole and Kidman? two has a redheaded <laughs> Nicole Kidman in it uh, yep. in that era peak yeah, peak Nicole, Kidman. yeah, peak yeah. Nicole Kidman era <laughs> uh, so anyway yeah I, I enjoy that movie I think it's fun <laughs>
2: Comfort movie and just like just basic comfort movies, yeah. but also just very comforting, like for the uh, for the season yeah. for the fall, gives me that that spooky season feeling, yeah.
1: Excellent, excellent. Okay, so I chose uh, now I thought about putting this on my end of the year discoveries list, but I don't think it's gonna quite make it, so I decided to bring it here, and that is from 1939 starring Bob Hope. And Paulette Goddard, The Cat and the Canary from 1939, oh. uh, which is a comedy, uh, obviously, with <laughs> Bob Hope. It's going to be a comedy. <laughs> it, I know it takes place on the bayou, and so, but there's something about the house and, you know, just the vibe of the thing. It's a very fun movie. I just had a hoot and a holler with this one really had which is i will try to never say that phrase again and
2: (laughs) i I didn't say anything
1: what are you talking about yeah and i don't know it's just it's just you know the gothic mansion and the murder mystery kind of vibe to it it's a blast it was so much fun i actually uh plan on watching this one again Uh, over this season just because it's just a fun movie. So anyway, and uh, my alternate here was James Whale's The Old Dark House from 1932.
2: I still need to watch that one too. Yeah, Yeah.
1: which is (laughs) uh, a cool movie. Uh, Boris Karloff, Melvin Douglas, Charles Lawton, Ernest Thesiger, Raymond Massey, Gloria Stewart. Uh, That's a cast. (laughs) And James Whale... Doing sort of the beginnings post Frankenstein of his sort of absurdist horror, you know, comedy being introduced just little sort of slyly. It's a very British humor movie. Um, so anyway, I don't want to talk too much about my alternates. I'm just going to mention them and move on. But in case they show yeah. up on the
2: uh, discoveries. Yeah. <laughs> list.
1: Old Dark House is a good movie, though. I, I've seen that one several years ago for the first time, so it wouldn't end up on the discoveries list. But uh, yeah, good one. It's a very fun one. Okay, so do you have something from the 40s?
2: You know I do.
1: Yes, I guess I was guessing you do.
2: (laughs) Because you know this is a movie that I absolutely love. And it's another one of those older movies that I saw when I was uh, younger that really helped me fall in love with older movies when I was younger, you know? Yeah. And it's still a favorite. I just got the criterion and I love mm-hmm. the cover. I knew it. The new cover I knew
1: that's what it was
2: <laughs> that they did for this. Uh, from 1944, Frank Capra's Arsenic and Old Lace. Yes. Now, this one does take place on Halloween Day. Mm-hmm. It says that's one of the opening titles. It says, you know, this is a tale of Halloween. But, I mean, it's not really it's about not, Halloween. You're right. And there is, like, one little moment where there, you see some uh, kids trick-or-treating with masks on and stuff. But most of it is just uh, one of my favorite things about these types of movies, just that quirky like one location based on a play of course so you've got the whole macabre weird uh, oddball group of characters you have the two um little old ants of <laughs> of Cary Grant um playing Mortimer Brewster or like one of my favorite names from movies it's for great. some reason it, it really I, is a good one yeah. Mortimer Brewster I don't know why but I love that I just I always remember the way that Elaine says mortimer yeah. <laughs> throughout the movie yeah. but uh you know he's getting married um and he goes to see his aunts finds out that they've been you know killing lonely old men and burying them in the basement but not actually burying them they have um one of his brother who thinks that he's teddy roosevelt <laughs> is going to d- dig locks so in the funny. in the panama canal mm-hmm. he's actually burying the d- <laughs> and you you can't go up the stairs without yelling charge like because he's taking the san juan hill um then you also have the other brother who's a criminal coming later on that night who has been made up to look like boris karloff by his plastic surgeon peter lori it's so funny and so quirky and it's just it's so joyous it's one of those movies that just always has brought a smile to my face because yeah. it's like it's like that w- it's weird it's dealing with like like murder and You're everything right, but right. the the way the little ants are just like oh no yeah we poisoned him yeah. <laughs> and everything yeah. it's just it's just got such a fun vibe to it and Cary Grant being Cary Grant mm-hmm. uh well, in like his most like, yeah, ca- the, the faces he pulls in this <laughs> and the way that he deals with the situation is just that's how I love Gary Grant. And uh, yeah, now I love everything about this movie.
1: Now, Raymond Massey plays the brother, which right. which <laughs> the not Boris Karloff, the not Boris Karloff. And the thing is, the part was originally written on yeah. Broadway for Boris Karloff and yeah. it is was his favorite role. Um, he loved playing that part. In fact, I recently got an email that said, okay, we have, it was a program from Arsenic and Old Lace on Broadway signed by Boris Karloff. I went in to buy it. It's It was expensive, but I was like, I want Boris Karloff's autograph. Okay. That's cool. And I went in there and it was already sold. Anyway, but the reason why Boris Karloff isn't in the movie is because he was obligated to produce performing it on broadway so um but raymond, i like the way it raymond, works out raymond massey does a yeah. wonderful job though i i really would love to have a document of boris karloff playing that role you know a film yeah doc, I, a film yeah. a film document of boris karloff playing that role but you know it's, it's frank capra it's got all that capra charm to it it's a, it's, oh a, it's it's a yeah. good movie it's i really i do like it a lot i don't know why i what stops me quite from loving it as much as a lot of people of a lot of people do but i really do like it a lot but it's yeah arsenic and old lace is terrific my pick from 1940s is uh from 1942 directed by renee claire starring frederick march and veronica lake i knew it i married a witch
2: <laughs>
1: yeah have you seen this Yes, yeah, I like this one. This a lot. movie yeah. is this is fun. I, it's so much fun. It's, again, yeah. it has sort of the similar charm to something like *Arsenic and Old Lace*. Mm-hmm. I love the uncle who's who's always, you know, getting himself. He's like mist. He's a he's a witch that's yeah. been burned at the stake, and so he's like <laughs> mist, and he always goes into bottles that are full of alcohol, yeah. so he's always drunk. Um, <laughs> but Veronica Lake is so alluring in everything oh, but in this it's just like oh man
2: i think that was the first one i saw of hers
1: oh and she's Ugh. she's so good in this she um, is. and frederick march he's one of those actors that I mean, he was one of the greats of his time and now he, he doesn't seem to be in the conversation of actors from that period as much but he's so good as this descendant of of this Puritan witch hunter, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, well, and all the other, all of the descendants (laughs) throughout time as well, because he plays all those characters. Um, So it's just a really fun movie where he ends up obviously marrying a witch. And (laughs) and it's, yeah. So I love that movie. Uh, My alternate was from 1941. All that money can buy, AKA the devil and Daniel Webster starring Walter Houston as Mr. Scratch. It's a fun movie. It has a little bit of that uh, sort of Puritan world vibe to it too. Um so anyway.
2: That's another one that I've started watching and I haven't. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's you're, giving, pretty good. you're giving me a longer list of movies I need to watch. As usual.
1: Now I, I gotta throw <sighs> I gotta throw in a little honorable mention here for okay. uh from nineteen forty nine Uh, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow half of it from Disney, is brilliant. I mean, with Bing Crosby as as Ichabod Crane, I don't know how many nightmares I got from that image of the pumpkin being thrown down the covered bridge at him. And that's just a terrific piece.
2: Is it wrong to be like... I didn't see that until last year. <laughs> no,
1: that's that's okay. Because, I mean, I was <laughs> so exposed to it for so long. It was just kind of like... Because we would watch it in school like every Halloween. Really? Yeah.
2: I don't know how I never saw it. Yeah.
1: It's like 40 never minutes. Never did until last. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It's really well made. It's kind of funny at first. and then But the that stuff where the Headless Horseman is following him is so creepy. It's so well made. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It
2: didn't have the same effect on me just being older. No, but of I'm course, sure it not. would have when I was younger. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And also from the '40s, I mean, the Night on Bald Mountain sequence from Fantasia is still great. And it's just been recently revealed that Bella Lugosi was the model for the devil in that sequence coming out of the mountain.
2: I do not remember
1: that. Really cool sequence. Anyway, do you have something from the '50s?
2: No, you know, I don't. Okay. Well,
1: <laughs> what what do you got? Um,
2: let me look at my stack here. Okay, well, this kind of goes along, I would say, then, with the first one that I mentioned, one of the more recent ones. Now, there's something I've been talking with with Brian about lately. Is as I've like lost weight and everything and gotten a little more confident, I'm trying to get my, uh, my spooky bitch vibe back <laughs> um, with my with my wardrobe with my aesthetic my personality bringing that back and if there's one movie that probably helped out the most with that when i was growing up um that was from 1996 the craft now if you were a girl at the right age when this movie came out this was nothing short of iconic for you (laughs) And I have to say that it was for me, too. Yeah. I'm not going for, like, their aesthetic in um, in the movie exactly. But to me, this is like the ultimate, like, this is all about the power of the spooky bitch is the the, the
0: craft <laughs>
2: and a little bit of the practical magic. I mean, yeah, again, it's, I mean, it's kind of the same thing where it's, it doesn't need to be about Halloween, but it's got everything about it the look and the setting and the way that it's filmed certain sh- shots and certain sequences. It's, I mean, it, it gives you all that like witchy spells, thunderstorms and snakes and spiders and everything. It gives you all that same stuff. And yeah. We love the craft in this house. I and I know you just saw it recently it for, for the, first the first time too. <laughs> time, like
1: I don't know, a few months back and i was like yep. oh, it's okay i'm also f-
2: i knew that was the reaction you were going to have <laughs> and i am also like because you weren't
1: <laughs> i'm a 45 year old male <laughs> right <laughs> i mean this is not going to have the same effect on me and i and i, I recognize that it's also why I, twilight is not my thing either you know i mean it's just like i'm just not who this is aimed at <laughs> i know that <laughs>
2: I knew that was going to happen when you said you were watching this for the first time. I was like, you might like it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's not going to be like yeah. as if you were a, a teenage girl watching it for the first time. To be honest, it's, and like going to the store and buying sure, candles and incense. Sure. And Do you <laughs> and know what? Like or what? Yeah. It,
1: it, it sort of falls in the same sort of range for me as Practical Magic and now and then. You know, they're 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 good. I like them. They're good. I but they're. <laughs> There's nothing for you to relate to. Yeah, there's sure. not much for me to latch on to, but they're good movies, and I recognize that they're good movies, and I and I also recognize that I am not their target audience. Um, so <laughs> and that's fine. And that's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so from 1957, I've picked the greatest Val Luton movie never made by Val Luton, uh, Night of the Demon, aka Curse of the Demon, uh, directed by Jacques Tourneur, Great film. I was obsessed with this movie for a while. First of all, trying to find it was so hard back in the 90s when I first learned about it. And it just sounded so cool to me. And then uh, I finally tracked down a DVD. I had seen it, I think, on TCM or something like that and was just blown away by it. I thought it was brilliant. And then finally I tracked down a DVD of it years later and then like a month later indicator released their blu-ray edition uh so i have that now so um that's
2: how it always goes it's
1: how it always goes Don't you know yeah um but this is a terrific movie it's about um again as it sounds i mean it's about witchcraft and it's in england it's a british kind of feeling movie but i mean just the blowing leaves and the and there's this great scene in the forest where there's like this vortex thing that the demon comes out of that's pretty cool I've come around on the demon at first I was kind of with the cast that they shouldn't have shown the demon and just let it be sort of like cat people sort of in your imagination but the cat people
2: that I should have picked Curse of the Cat People
1: (laughs) that's kind of wintry that's a good movie but I like that one more I like them both a lot Uh, that's a good ghost movie Uh, Yeah, Night of the Demon, 1957. My alternate was Hammer's Dracula from 1958. Because the way that Dracula appears in that movie is really cool. He appears as... Starts with falling leaves outside of Lucy's window. And then he appears. So it's not a bat. It's not mist or anything like that. It's like Mm. fall leaves. And where they filmed Brace Studios, the back had all of these like trees and the Thames River back there. And it was just always like this blanket of fallen leaves in these movies. So there's, a, there's definitely that I kind of it. vibe in it. And uh, Dracula, I think. Wet is,
2: leaves on the ground. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. So that, that aesthetic is really brought into Dracula. So I think it would make a pretty good uh, Halloween spooky season kind of movie yeah sure okay how about the 60s did you pick one from the 60s no okay (laughs) i thought you might from the 60s because i my alternate is one that i thought you might pick so i decided i mean
2: i'm sure there's probably some that i've i've missed i was kind of going through my own movies that i that i own to help me come up with ideas for this so i'm sure there's some obvious things that i didn't think of
1: when I say it you'll probably go oh yeah so okay. <laughs> but anyway but go ahead
2: my alternate for that um, I'm realizing now that I have a little bit of a theme but that's cool um, witches yeah <laughs> that's okay so if there is one person, I would say, that we have in our like oh, the horror community collective thing going on that is kind of just a representation of all things Halloween and horror. I mean, who
1: else Elvira. would it be? Good um, pick, yeah. But yeah. Miss
2: yeah. Cassandra Peterson yeah. as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. That's from a great 1988. choice. 1988,
1: yeah. And I haven't seen that in a long time, yeah.
2: I haven't either, actually. I, I bought this um, this arrow a while ago, and I haven't... I don't think I've watched this in a few years, but I mean, yeah, come on. Uh, what, what I love the most about her in this is just that she is someone who is just living out their persona in everything that they do and say and wear, like down to the steering wheel of her car yeah, and yeah. everything, you uh-huh. know? And, and I love that, and I think that's a... I, don't know, I just I love the details like that and that's a that's a good thing to to go for just be yourself you know is yeah. kind of what a lot of this movie is about even though it's about like you know warlocks and stealing a spell book and you know mm-hmm. creatures coming out of sure. know, her using the spell book as a, as a cookbook and making some kind of nasty stew and yeah. everything um, but a lot of it is just about like yeah just being yourself and being your person and she's also like she's a good representation for us because yeah on the outside she's this like weird person but she's a really good person too because there's a whole storyline with her and you know the teenagers and the town and everything that i've always really enjoyed but um i mean again it's the the setting the the old house and just her being so representative of everything that we you know love about the season oh, and yeah. the, the genre i thought this would be a good one plus there's like again like creatures from Spellbooks and burning at the stake going on yeah. so and Edie and it's, mcclure it's a, yeah i love her <laughs> i love her in this one <laughs> i love her in she's everything great. i love her she, in everything yeah. yeah she's i mean even yeah.
1: even the one scene she gets in plane trains and automobiles is like the best thing ever you know what that I means seen that? you're fucked anyway <laughs> so you gotta see that you, I watch, know. <laughs> you gotta watch that this thanksgiving okay all right okay. you're gonna watch planes trains and automobiles this thanksgiving and okay. I bet, yes, I bet, yes I bet you're gonna love it. Okay, okay, so my choice is, I think. Okay, so if there's a series of movies that just kind of, I think, really captures the whole vibe of Halloween, it's the Roger Corman uh, Poe cycle from the '60s era, at least, and they all have this great atmosphere to them. But the one that I chose is Mask of the Red Death. It's my personal favorite of the uh, seven, I think, of them that there are. Eight, maybe? Mm -hmm. Can't remember. But this one, particularly because it has all the vibe of the other ones, but I think this one's a legitimate masterpiece. I I mean, I know it's low budget and it's a Corman movie, but I think this is like a legitimate masterpiece of filmmaking. And it has uh, Vincent Price, of course, who was in all but one of them. Uh, the lovely Hazel Court, who I am a huge fan of, and Jane Asher, also lovely. Um, anyway, they're they're like <laughs> Hammer. They're they're in a lot of Hammer movies. Uh, Patrick McGee, uh, who you might recognize from ah, *The Clock I Orange*, yeah. uh, is is in it as well. Um, yeah. But anyway, this is a great film about and and um, you know. Vincent Price plays. His Tales
2: from the Crypt story is my favorite.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. His sec- his
2: section of that. Ugh.
1: Sure. Oh yeah, that's right. I've I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but uh, Vincent Price plays Prince Prospero, who's this wealthy, arist- obviously aristocrat who um, is like oppressing the peasants and he captures this woman whose father she's he's killed and she's a she's a christian and he wants to um corrupt her his whole goal in life is to corrupt her and to make her uh worship satan like he does and (laughs) i know (laughs) i know it sounds it's it's kind (laughs) of crazy but um but the thing is and you go into these different rooms and they're all decorated in these different colors like there's one that's all blue and there's one that's all gold and then of course there's one that's all red and and there's this red death that's going on outside the walls you know it's it's the uh you know the plague and it's represented by this cloaked sort of (laughs) death figure all in red and um it comes into the party, and, and and there's a big masquerade ball at the end of the movie that just screams Halloween, you know. And um, Corman said, you know, he his one regret is that they didn't spend more time really getting that ending, the the getting more coverage during the masquerade ball. But you know, I tell you what, what they did was pretty great. The director of photography was one of the great. Uh, all-time cinematographers Nicholas Rogue, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. who would go on to be a great director himself. Yes. Uh, written by Charles Beaumont, the great Twilight Zone writer, great writer in general. Um, it's so good. I, I mean, this is. I love them all. I but Mask of the Red Death is. Truly a brilliant film, and um, I think captures the Halloween vibe so well. My alternate pick from the '60s, directed by Jack Hill.
2: God damn it!
1: Starring Lon spider, Chaney Jr. Spider Baby, fuck! I didn't Spider think about that. Baby, yeah. That house, yeah. that house, and everything in that. I mean, that is such a Halloween vibe. I know, yeah. I know it's California. I know, but and you can see the palm trees and stuff around it. But that is about the only thing that says yeah. this is not you know some gothic mansion in in the northeast sure. somewhere you yeah. know what i mean it, it's it's yeah. and like that basement and the yeah so spider baby we're gonna talk about that one more in detail later uh we, we have to find out yeah, yeah i mean something
2: to do with that well movie we, I love we that already movie. talked
1: about what to pair it with and i think that would make a great pairing
2: i so, forgot of course yeah so
1: so <laughs> anyway but you agree with me on spider baby yes yeah yes, okay do. good that's a good one yeah okay how about the 70s yeah do you think from then nope okay that's all right go ahead
2: Okay, I have a couple of them that are sort of not really cheats, but they're ones where you isn't that maybe not specifically this movie for you. You can do anyone. I was kind of thinking, okay, Halloween is a time for um, telling stories. You know, oh. you know, there's always the thing about like sitting around the campfire telling spooky stories. So oh. I think. <laughs> so I was thinking. You know, there's lots of anthologies oh, out there. Oh, there you go. That are all about...
1: I thought three. about picking of, an anthology because, yeah, I'm with you on that.
2: Lots of horror anthologies, I think, are perfect because I also like just the kind of the shorter stuff that you mm-hmm, can kind of, mm-hmm. you can watch a bunch of them. The one I have in my hand right now, because I don't have the sequel, which I actually prefer. I love them more because I like The Raft. <laughs> but the one I have in my hand right now is just a, just a guide for you. Creep Creepshow. Yeah. From 1982. I mean, this is involving two of our, you know, masters uh, of horror. You yeah. know, telling stories. So you know, Stephen King and George Romero. And Stephen King is actually in this one. I mean, come I on. love <laughs> the Jordy
1: Viral story. Oh, that is. I know. That's. I think that's my favorite. I know it's sort of considered sort of a slight one, but that whole thing of it's, Stephen with Stephen King goody. just yeah. hearing Stephen King say
2: meteor shit. Is I know. Just the best. I know he it's makes me giggle so much i like yeah. that one like i said i do i prefer the raft from yeah uh too yeah a little bit more but i mean these are great. so really you could pick like any like other anthology i also yeah. thought of like dead of night oh um it was a fantastic one um
1: that's my favorite of all time yeah yeah and I so love the Amicus oh, yeah, ones, too. the torture Garden, Yes, you know, those, Yeah, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. The, Tales the Crypt, OG Tales, yeah, the OG Tales yeah. from the
2: Crypt movie is fantastic.
1: Vault of Horror that goes with that one, yeah. too. Those are both yeah, yeah. great. Um, really, any of the Amicus movies, you're going to find at least one story in there that you're going to like. I think so. Yeah, yeah. those are all good. Uh, House of Drip Blood is such a good one. Um, anyway, God,
2: it's been so long since I've seen oh, that one. Yeah, so good. That. I
1: actually have them all. I, I just went through and I got all of the amicus ones and yeah they're great um i, I that's a great choice you know I gotta say my son uh has been pretty chill he not much rattles him I mean the kid fell asleep the first time watching Texas chainsaw I mean he was <laughs> he was tired and he ended up liking the movie but you know so there's not much that really rattles him but I tell you what when those bugs started coming out of E.G. Marshall's body at the end of that, he wigged out. I have never seen yeah. him squirm as much as he did that. And if I bring if I bring up cockroaches to him, he's just like, ah! Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. fantastic.
2: Oh, there's also uh, Tales from the Dark Side.
1: Tales from the Dark Side's a good choice as well. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a fairly new-to-me movie, my pick from the 70s is uh, Don Coscarelli's debut film uh, from 1976, Kenny and Company. (laughs) It's just a charmer. And I like it more every time I see it. Uh, Unfortunately, it's really only available on YouTube right now. I think there's like a Japanese Blu-ray. I haven't been able to figure out how to get it really, though. Um, I could probably check diabolic DVD or something, and see if there's a way to get it. But it, it's such a charmer, very episodic. But it all takes place over the Halloween, like the week leading up to Halloween. And the whole reason why uh, Don Coscarelli sort of shifted to horror. I mean, this movie didn't play very much, but he saw the effect of the Halloween sequences on an audience, and he was like, "Oh, I want to do that," you know. And so I love that idea. Uh, I've talked about this movie a little more length already, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But the other one I thought of later from 1970s was 1977, Dario Argento Suspiria. It is, okay. It's witchy. It's got you know that yeah. sequence in the woods that has you know sort of the dark forest vibe to it. It's got a weird looking bat out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff in that movie mm-hmm. that really have a great vibe for the season. And, and obviously the color palette and everything is just that music that hits you like a ton of bricks. I think it would really kind of set the vibe nicely uh, totally. for if, so if, yeah. if, you, if you haven't seen Suspiria and you're a horror fan, it's time to pull <laughs> the trigger. You doing? Yeah, yeah. It's really time. <laughs> I mean, I don't love a lot of Italian horror. I'll admit I've, I've had a hard time really, finding my way in with it. And so I Spiria, gave you some suggestions. You gave me Not some much, great yeah. suggestions. I got Blood and Black Lace right in front of me. I love Mario Bava. I, I can do Bava anytime, but uh, Argento is, as I, I like a lot of Argento as well. But... Suspiria doesn't make any sense. I mean, you just got to go into knowing that it's not going to make <laughs> make any sense. But that's not the point. It's pretty. The point is it's it's visually just yeah. so striking. And if you can manage, if you got a 4K player, there's a great, I think, Synapse put out there. Yeah. yeah it's I have that. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's and, beautiful. Yeah. So treat yourself and make sure you watch Suspiria. Okay, so obviously I know we both have picks from the 80s. The 80s is like the easiest one to pick from. I actually had to narrow it down for the 80s because I had so many ideas for this. Uh, So do you got something from that decade?
2: Well, I already did a couple.
1: I know you already did a couple. Do you have more from that era?
2: I do. And speaking of Italian horror movies, I've got one for this. Something that I also think about with um, Halloween. I mean, Halloween for us, a part of the celebration for us as horror fans is watching movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. And so uh,
2: I think there's a great Italian horror movie that's about watching horror movies it takes place I know. in I, 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 yeah. a movie theater. Do I need to show you? No, I,
1: From I know. 1985. I know what it
2: is. Lamberto Bava's demons this is the one i rewatched last night and it's just, nice it's a fucking blast okay that's just yeah i need to watch that's that all that there is again. to yeah. it i mean this is the way that we show our love for the genres we watch movies and enjoy them and i think this is uh this is a fun way to uh represent that act of watching movies and mm-hmm. also just being like super it's a fun, gross, rock and roll <laughs> horror movie, you know, with um, lots of, you know, throughout a movie theater, uh-huh. watching a horror movie, and someone puts on the wrong demon mask and unleashes demons <laughs> across the movie theater, and there's lots of green goop and gory deaths and it's uh i love this movie yeah uh, i like this i love demons too as demons too well. is kind of fun so, i mean
1: it's got it's got like yeah. gym stuff in it which is kind of fun <laughs> <laughs> this is just a fun one we, to watch we could do a whole episode you know now that we're both kind of gym rats just do like uh-huh. gym, gym horror yeah <laughs> good (laughs) that'd be fun anyway okay i haven't seen demons in a while i need to rewatch that first one because um i remember two really well but i don't remember one as well for some reason so i gotta watch that one again and um i know you've got that that beautiful synapse release of it right yeah and
2: it's got yeah. both of them on It has there. both it's of great. them,
1: yeah. So that's got to be worth picking up. So I'll uh, I'll Absolutely. look into getting that one. Now, okay, so for, for the 80s, again, there are so many options. For me, the ultimate 80s Halloween movie is one we already talked about. We talked about something wicked this way comes. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was worth just bringing up again real quick. It's got the vibe. It's wonderful. But the one I chose... Is one that's become a new favorite. It's kind of a dumb movie. Okay.
0: <laughs> but it, but
1: it's a lot of fun. That is from 1986, directed by Terry the Toad himself, Charles Martin Smith. Trick or Treat. Oh. <laughs> Not to be confused with Trick or right. Treat from the 2010s, right? You Which just bought a t-shirt on I this. I <laughs> did. I did. But, I mean, this is, this is like... Height of the Satanic Panic Era. So this kid's favorite rock star, Sammy Kerr, has (laughs) killed himself sort of ritualistically in a fire. And the local DJ, played by Gene Simmons of Kiss, has the (laughs) last Sammy Kerr recording. So he finds that he puts it on, and then it starts playing backwards. And there are, like, hidden messages in it that play backwards. So he's this bullied kid, and, you know, like revenge is taken on his bullies, you know, kind of thing. Um, But it brings Sammy Kerr back from hell to wreak havoc on the world. Okay. The movie is a lot of fun. And the thing is, you got to watch it knowing that it's pretty tongue in cheek. It's pretty funny. It's got Ozzy Osbourne in it as like a a TV evangelist, which is hilarious. And (laughs) I've liked it more as I've seen it more. It's hard to find. At the moment, but we just learned uh, that, uh, I think it's Synapse again. Was it Synapse or Scorpion or someone? Is working on a 4K. And it's not supposed to come out until after Halloween, unfortunately. So the end of this year, or maybe the beginning of next year, it'll be out. But trick-or-treat, for those of you who have been waiting to see it, uh, try and give it a look. Um, I know Rocktober Blood is another favorite that's sort of in that <laughs> similar vein of this. Now, the one I chose as an alternate has a similar kind of vibe to your pick, and that is Night of the Demons from uh, 1988. Both 1 and 2 are a lot of fun. They are Halloween mm-hmm. night movies.
2: I thought about that, but I didn't yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, another one might be, you know... Frankly, either of the Fred Decker horror movies, Night of the Creeps, or yeah. the Monster Squad would be Monster Squad. Great I didn't think of Monster picks. Squad. Yeah. Uh, so there are so many options from the '80s. There, it was just the period where that Halloween vibe was really present. I mean, obviously, anything from the Halloween series. Halloween Four is a great pick, and um, Halloween Three, of course. <laughs> I mean, come on, Halloween sure. Three is, I think, probably the most Halloween of the Halloween movies. Yeah. I agree. There's so many things from the 80s. Uh, but
2: those are too obvious. That's not what we're I didn't going for wanna, with this list. I didn't yeah. want to
1: pick anything from the Halloween franchise. Yeah, neither. Yeah. Okay, the 90s. I, I only have one pick from the 90s. So if you've got something else from that.
2: I do. So I am a child at heart sometimes. And so I do like stuff that is maybe meant for the younger generation. But it still brings me a lot of joy. Um from oh. <laughs> 1995. Um, I still love Casper. Yeah. I
1: rewatched so, this <laughs> last year. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's a really nice, sweet movie.
2: It's such a nice, yeah, just another one of those movies that we've talked about before We just like, oh, that's just a really nice movie, even though it kind of deals with some, some dark it stuff It does have on. some dark
1: stuff, it's, yeah. I mean, it
2: does it in a, a sweet enough way yeah. to where it doesn't affect yeah. you too much, hopefully, when you're a kid. Um, Christina Ricci is kind of one of those um, s- she's like the one of my like sneaky like favorite actresses like yeah like deep down like mm-hmm. I think she always kind of was I just never really realized it but she uh, was legit like one of my favorite actresses now
1: speaking of the quote-unquote spooky bitch vibe you know I mean you know <laughs> sure. what I mean she's she's, she's got <laughs> she kind of has that going on yeah she's she's always great in sort of these spooky movie roles you know yeah. she's sort of like Winona Ryder was before her you know when, yeah, sure. when when she was doing things like Beetlejuice and stuff.
2: So yeah, this is about ghosts, but they're like cartoony, like fun type of ghosts. And really, what this is about, um, they're not scary and and everything. And there it does. There is one like Halloween party scene, but again, I think with this one, it's kind of mostly just about like what the movie is about, and especially the setting is what it gives me that that feeling again it's the, the small town it mm-hmm. seems like i think it's new england i'm sure um i'm pretty sure that's what it was yeah <laughs> yeah um and the uh you know the whole thing about like the local legend you know you're living in the, the haunted house of the town whipstaff manor you know and then the manor itself is um another one of those where just like the setting is such a character and such a part of what makes this movie like fun and unique like like i talked about with the orphanage like just the uh the detail mm-hmm. of the house is kind of sometimes what gets my attention when i watch this movie because and it's not like your typical haunted house house it's a lot of it's like the detail the decoration especially just like in the woodwork even is like really whimsical and odd and just like, like a little off and everything and I know that's just something I, I love about that. Like the the house itself has has such personality. Again, it's it's fun, it's cute, it's sweet. And you know, we got Christina Ricci and Bill Pullman, and um, oh fuck, what's her name? <laughs> Kathy Moriarty. Oh the, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: I'd forgotten about that. The
2: kind of villain of the piece. Uh-huh. I love her. Uh huh. Um, it's it's still just a kind of a joyous movie for me yeah. to watch.
1: That's great. That's great. That's I, I really like that movie. A lot. Okay, so my choice is also a children's film, really. Uh, this nice. this is was actually a TV special created for Cartoon Network based on Ray Bradbury's book, uh, sort of middle grade book, uh, The Halloween Tree uh, from 1993. And... Th- I never saw it. This is, I mean, it's kind of a history lesson, but it's done in such a fun and creative way that it's really well done. It's really about these kids who go to this house, you know, and their friend is sick. They're worried that he's going to die. And they run into this guy named Mr. Moundshroud, uh, played by Leonard Nimoy. Uh, Voiced by Leonard Nimoy, because it's a cartoon, obviously. And uh, he takes them like through history to all these different Halloween customs throughout history in these different places in the world, um, back to ancient Egypt and, you know, to like... Salem in the <laughs> or or mm-hmm. even after that you're like the druids you know the in, right. in England and then um, the uh, witch trials in Salem and then uh, it, it culminates in another thing I ended, thought about thinking of was uh, you know Day of the Dead and, and the, it culminates in the Day of the Dead and there's a certain Pixar movie that I won't mention just in case that um, <laughs> that would go well too. And so it, it culminates in that. But what, what I think is my favorite thing about this is it's narrated by Ray Bradbury himself. And he just so beautifully narrates this story and his voice. I mean, he was older when he did it because he only lived into the early two thousands, I believe, but he just had this wonderful ability as a storyteller and hearing him say his own words aloud. There's just something about that, especially when the author has such a terrific vocal delivery, <laughs> is really special. And I think this movie is really, really special. It's hard to find. I had to get it on a Warner DVD. Uh, I don't know if it ever came out on Blu ray. I don't know. Cartoon Network may have, have it somewhere in their stuff. Well, we shall see. Um, Anyway, so the Halloween tree.
2: Nice. I really want to see that. Dang.
1: That's, that sucks. That was hard to find. I mean, I don't remember the DVD being very expensive, at least. So you okay. might be able to get it on Amazon still. I haven't actually looked. But, yeah. Okay. All right. My next, uh, you know, from the 2000s. So 2000 to two thousand ten. <laughs> Or 2009, I suppose.
2: Uh, My next one is also kind of a little bit of a cheat, like the anthology one, where you can maybe substitute it for your own favorite thing. But the one I'm going with is a series, Mm -hmm. because those are fun to just kind of like binge. And this one, um, I started rewatching not too long ago, and just all those memories just came flooding right back as soon as I started it. Oh, wow. Beetlejuice the series. Oh, I have the cool. whole co- complete collection here from uh, Shout all four seasons. I I put this on after I grabbed this um, one night, and I ended up watching like the whole first season because you know it's like something that you watch as a kid, you know, and you see those.
1: See, I didn't watch opening... them as a kid, so I, I was really? probably a little bit oh. too old for them. But yeah, oh, I saw I some. I've seen some of them.
2: They're so fun. But watching the title, you know, sequence thing that you would see every week, like I remembered every single one of those images. It just came all like flooding back, and it was like just a nice little dose of nostalgia. And plus, I mean, this is just—it's super fun. Um, I like the animation style, and um, Lydia has a very much a spooky bitch vibe going on too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of, of course, we of course, yeah. <laughs> we love the we love her. Um, this again is just is a joy. Or you could watch, I would say, like Tales from the Crypt, Are You Afraid of the Dark? You know, stuff like that. Totally gives yeah. the the vibe of the season too. But yeah. Beetlejuice, the series is is my pick.
1: Tales from the Crypt is a is a great choice too because I yeah. I actually have that DVD set. I believe I <laughs> it's still in print too. Unfortunately it's not on Max. It's not on anywhere. There's certain there's like some sort of rights issue with it so so you and there's no blu-ray edition of it either so if you're okay i have them all on dvd yeah, yeah so if you're okay with dvd you can find them um so i don't know what the cost on that is right now
2: I would love to have an "Are You Afraid of the Dark"? Yeah,
1: so. yeah, and I've, i have that's one I never watched either. Weirdly, ah, about. dude, I was. There a, are some I'm really s- great episodes. I'm a, I'm just a little bit older than you, and I think I just missed some of these things. I was I like, I was just barely I it. was just <laughs> yeah. a little bit older than that when they were coming on. I'd probably appreciate them now, but at the time, uh, Erie, Indiana, was another one that I never. watched. I didn't watched. watch that one. Yeah. Uh. Okay, so from two thousands. This is one I just saw for the first time last week, and it's just a charmer. Um, Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were Rabbit.
2: Oh, I want to see that one too. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. not
1: <laughs> technically Halloween movie, but uh, it's got definitely got the vibe. Uh, I love uh, stop motion animation. It's like of all the animations, it's probably my favorite kind because there's a tactility to it. It really feels like you know there's something there you Mm -hmm. know and i love that about it and a lot of times i find myself going how did they do that how do they make it happen the way it does in this movie but uh i love wallace and gromit i like that vibe that you know then the same people who did like chicken run i love chicken run and um this is it's it's really funny it's got this great idea of someone who, instead of turning into a werewolf, they turn into, obviously, a giant rabbit um, <laughs> that eats all the vegetables in in the area. And they're having this giant vegetable contest and the were-rabbit is ruining all of this. Uh, it is currently on Netflix. <laughs> um, oh, it is? Okay, it cool. Is, yeah, and it's so very easy to watch. And short, again, a lot of fun. Good deal. My alternate is... A, uh, one that may not immediately come to mind as a Halloween film. But I swear that when one of the characters early in the movie, before the main action starts, he's sitting in a bar and he's drinking. And there is a pumpkin decoration on the wall. Like a <laughs> jack-o'-lantern pumpkin decoration on the wall. Okay? So I think it takes place in that season and they cut that out of the movie. Okay, But it's got the sort of eerie vibes that is uh, Session 9 from 2001 mm. directed by Brad Dude, Anderson. Yeah. I love this movie. It is so creepy. I think it's one of the few movies that gets scarier every time I watch it, which that never happens but mm-hmm. i think the more you kind of get into let the psychology of it get under your skin it just gets more and more frightening and it's a it's a really great film and not enough people have seen it it's still kind of an underseen gem uh, really after good, all yeah. these years but it's so good it's so good
2: what kind of freaks me out about that one is the the digital the the look of it yeah. is very is more realistic looking. it
1: is
0: than yeah. a
2: regular movie so it just kind of feels like mm-hmm. more and just i don't know the way that the way that the story is is cuz they're doing asbestos mo- removal right. in this building and stuff it's just kind of more of a realistic story to get into yeah that it could actually happen kind of thing it
1: really does feel like it could happen
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know this guy just snaps and you don't know what's going yeah. on and you don't know who and <laughs> i mean it's 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 a it's a creepy film and great yeah. larry fessenden cameo And so he's always great. I love (laughs) (laughs) the more I, the more I see of that guy, the more I love him. Right. Um, Okay. So then the 2010s.
2: All right. Yep. This is my one from the 2010s is my last one. And so this is the one that kind of made me think of doing this in the first place, because like I said, it has become um, one of my favorite movies to watch um, around the time of Halloween. Usually kind of like the night before, I don't know I just kind of put it on one time around Halloween. I had all the lights off I had. You know, I have those um orange and purple, you mm-hmm. know, string lights that I put around my TV sometimes around Halloween and those little uh Pumpkin and bat-shaped lights, and I just kind of set the mood, and I put this movie on, and it was—it worked so fucking good. Uh, from 2016, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Wow. Has absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with Halloween, I know, but the mood and the vibe yes. that this movie creates is so perfect. Yes. for the halloween season and for this time it's just uh i i, I love this movie there's so so much it's it's like that half lit yeah. moody mysterious dark feeling throughout the whole thing it's kind of interesting I, that
1: that Ugh. i just mentioned session 9 cuz that i think the vibe it, there's a great vibe yeah. between those two i think that would yeah, go together yeah
2: absolutely
1: yeah oh great um, choice so i wasn't great. sure what you were going to pick but <laughs> that movie really
2: i it rules yeah (laughs) it's it's really
1: great it's disturbing and strange Mm -hmm.
2: i don't know her name whoever plays the the body of jane doe of this i know the 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 look of her always kind of fascinates me like her her face the gap in her teeth Mm uh um the like the placement of her hair sometimes and Mm -hmm. um just the way that uh, this is, um, God, I'm gonna say his name wrong. I know the director is Andre o- Over Overdahl or whatever. Oh, um, he also yeah, did he did Demeter, Last Voyage of the Demeter, yeah. and he also did Troll Hunter, like one of the best um, found footage seen, movies. Yeah. one of the best found footage. You gotta see that yeah. one. Um, he's fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, I swear this movie is does. not You wouldn't think of it at all for Halloween, but I swear it creates the perfect mood. Yeah, that's a
1: great pick. That's a great pick. Okay, my pick is from 2012. It's another animated film. Beautiful movie. Paranorman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love Paranorman. It is not technically Halloween, but I thought it was. Uh be- I did too. <laughs> because uh what well, when I I went to write an article last year about I I think the headline changed, but that's okay. I called it Halloween movies for scaredy cats. So and, and so, I watched Paranorman. and I went, oh, this doesn't take place on Halloween. So I chose Monster <laughs> House instead. Yeah, I uh, Monster House to be. That's movie. that's a yeah. good one. And, I, and the other one I was thinking of was Coco. Uh, Coco, absolutely. I, I think would yeah. be a great one. But Paranorman, I think of all Laika's films, this might be my favorite. It's and Laika's done a lot of good stuff. They done Coraline, which would be another pick, and you know all mm-hmm. kinds of things. But. Just this kid's ability to see the dead and, um, you know, this thought the outsider and all that stuff. I need to watch it again because it's just a really wonderful movie. My alternate pick was uh, Fun Size from 2012, which is a Nickelodeon movie that's got a surprising little bit of edge. It's sort of a dumb movie, but it's all on Halloween night. It's kind of fun. It's silly, Uh, but I liked it. I liked it more than a lot of people do. (laughs) So, um, anyway, Paranorman and Fun Size are are both from 2012.
2: That's great, yeah. Yeah. I love Paranorman.
1: Yeah. Okay, so now I know you didn't do a 2020s pick, but my pick from the 2020s is a movie that I've seen more than I expected I ever would, especially because I don't like the short film. That it was originally drawn from. I do not like the first film. I, however, do like Terrifier 2 quite a lot. Okay. And the reason <laughs> why is because what they do with this is there's so much more humor. And there's so much more character in it. Um, there's a great final girl Uh, played by Lauren Lavera as Sienna Shaw, is fantastic. Art the Clown uh, is becoming an iconic villain. Um, And in the second film, I think he's really interesting. And um, he's sort of beyond just being a human. It's something more. There's a lot. I wrote a whole article about sort of the mythical and religious symbolism of the film. I know there are a lot of people that are just like new, but I tell you Terrifier two is a terrific movie. Uh, it's long as hell. I don't know why it has to be two and a half hours, but for some reason it works. And so I'm never going to convince you to see this movie. I'm sure. Cause I know you hated the first one a lot, but I, I was
2: just going to say, um, since we like to be positive, I, I won't give my impressions yeah. of the first movie. Um, <laughs> Um, the first movie is misogynistic. It's it's. I fucking it, hate it. A, okay, that's yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, it's. I fucking hated the first movie. Yeah, so I'm not really yeah. Two, and I've heard the same thing from people who also hated the first yeah. movie that they liked the second one better. But I'm still I'm still skeptical. I, so <laughs> we'll see. For, for
1: me, for me, I gave Terrifier two stars, maybe one and a half. I gave Terrifier two four. Oh okay. okay, so I mean, that, right. it is a it All is right. a massive, <laughs> massive leap. Um, just and and the thing is, there there's like a there's like a little girl villain who's almost like the power behind Art the Clown or something. It's very interesting. There's a lot okay. that's really intriguing about it. And by the time you get to the end, you're just kind of like, what are they gonna do next? Because we know there's a Terrifier three coming. Yeah. Um what is he going to do i i don't know but the way it, it it this this is movie is not afraid to be bonkers and that's one of the things that's great about it it it's very halloween centric i don't know it's it's really an effective film and i can't deny it and it's got great practical gore effects which are cartoonishly over the top you know like we're talking okay. evil dead 2 kinds of things right um, so I know that there are some people I will never convince to see Terrifier 2. <laughs> I told my son, I'll take you to see Terrifier 2 when it's re-released this year, but we're not going to watch Terrifier. No. And so it was like, okay. Yeah. And he was fine with that. And anyway, um, my alternate was uh, from 2020, Hubie Halloween starring Al- Adam Sandler
2: that's about Halloween.
1: <laughs> it is a cute movie. It's, it it's silly. It's dumb. But boy, did we need it in 2020. I felt like that yeah. was exactly what the doctor ordered when that movie came out. And I laugh at it as dumb as the stupid thing with the, the thermoses and everything. It's, I don't know. I <laughs> I have a good time with it. And that's on Netflix, one, easy to find.
2: Yeah, there's another one on Netflix that people should check out. I think it's from 2021 or 22. Um, one I just watched recently was uh, The Curse of Bridge Hollow. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's another kind of similar, like, small town, um, like, kind of YA type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um kind of for a younger audience, but it's still a lot of fun where, um, you know, it's a new family moves to this little town where halloween is a big deal mm-hmm. and then like uh all the halloween decorations come to life yep. but not like they don't like become the thing they are just like as they are they come to life so it's kind of cute in that way yeah <laughs> like the zombie thing that you know decoration in someone's yard doesn't like actually become a zombie it's just like becomes animated just the way that it is. And like, there's like a, a little cat decoration sure. that comes to life, like just as it is. And like, doesn't become like a real cat. So I thought that was, that stuff was kind of cute. So that's a good one to check out just for, yeah. again, just like to kind of get you into the spirit yeah. of the season again.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, going back to the forties, I mean, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein or really the, any of the Abbott and Costello monster movies, you could do fine with any of those. Those would be a lot of fun. Sure. Um, uh From this year. Uh, and it's one that a lot of people missed because it was released on Barbenheimer weekend. Uh, is Cobweb? <laughs> yeah, re-
2: it's really good. Yeah, though. yeah, Gotta check it out. It,
1: it doesn't make entirely make sense, <laughs> but but the thing is, when you get to the, it, it literally takes place on Halloween. I mean, they have a pumpkin yeah. farm in their yard. I mean, for goodness' sake, yeah. why this movie Scary was mass. not? Why yeah. this movie was not released in? October is beyond me, but you know, uh, it, and it's
2: not what you think. It's, it's not be. what you
1: think it's going to be. And, uh, so cobweb it's uh, available for reasonable rental price. looks like six, yeah. six bucks across multiple platforms, uh, which it's well worth your money. F- well, that much, uh, to, to rent for your, for your Halloween season. If you haven't seen that one yet. And there are some movies that are kind of related that are kind of Attached to Halloween that I don't understand why, like Saw. Okay, the Saw movies—it's Halloween must be Saw. You know, every year they would release Saw movies at Halloween. It's like it's a horror horror movie, movie. and that was the only reason. Um, Because I mean, honestly, Saw feels like sweaty summer movies to me. (laughs) Kind of, you know, (laughs) Um, sweaty, dirty summer movies. They're like Texas Chainsaw Massacre (laughs) underground, you know, Um, but. I, I, those movies are fine. I, I I'm gonna see Saw Ten. I'm sure when it comes out this next week, I'll see it. Um, but anyway, those are just a few recommendations. Hey, we went through a hundred yeah. years of movies, and I nerded out way too much with this list. No, I love it. Yeah. So I had way too much fun. <laughs> this is just know.
2: something I came up with, like just randomly, and you ran with it. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So next week we'll be back with the double feature that we Or not next week, next time We'll be back with the double We don't know (laughs) Um, We'll be back with the double feature that we uh, Announced at the end of our last show Which was uh, The Changeling And Stir of Echoes We uh, look forward to those And hope you are enjoying your spooky season And hope this maybe helps you Decide on some movies you can watch During the season That'll get you. We've in the got mood.
2: one more bonus episode that we'll possibly do before the end of the month, hopefully. Yeah, that kind of goes along with what we've been talking about all month. So, yeah, I've started you know, working out for that too.
1: I've started working on that list too. Uh,
2: I've I've got one going in my mind that that yeah. might be a little bit easier than this one was. For yeah, me.
1: <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to go by decade for that one though. <laughs> There's a lot of choices. There are a dude. lot of choices. I know. and it's, it, Yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're on the social medias as they still exist. But uh, just so it's out there, uh, we will not be paying for Twitter. So if it does go to a... Pay- is that a thing now? Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk has announced that he is planning to go to a paid uh, platform and yeah. we will not be paying for Twitter. Yeah. So... Um, if if that does indeed happen, uh, which every choice he's made up to this point has been wrong, so I don't see any reason why he won't do that, um, we'll be gone from there. But we will still be on Instagram and probably yep. will migrate to whatever platform sort of takes the place there. Of, you will. Of, I of x uh I, I mean as a show uh for move for <laughs> movie life pod um where you can find us on wherever we end up we'll be at movie life pod and right. <laughs> that'll be on instagram and twitter for the time being um you can find me i guess uh at brian waves 42 across various platforms
2: you can find me at michelle agan
1: all right okay so Great hey. great way to kick off the spooky season and I had a lot of fun doing this. And oh yeah. Yeah. So what are we going to do?
0: We'll see you all next time.
1: Stay spooky. Honey.